Let's Roll. This is Counter Charge, your podcast for ranks, flanks, and kings of war. as they delve into the world of Panathor and bring you worldwide coverage of all things Kings of War. Welcome to Counter Charge. I'm Rob Enough. And I'm Jeremy Duvall. Welcome. I was waiting for you to say that because Mark, Mark made a comment uh, on the episode we had him on with Adepticon about the fact that he's so appreciative of you carrying on their tradition. You know, I got to keep it real. The OGMZ, that's Mark Zielinski's new tag phrase, the OGMZ. I listened to that episode, by the way. It was good. It was good. You know, I hope people have been liking our Road to Adepticon series. We took a break this week to to chat about Masters, uh-huh. but you're hearing this, so we're back on. We're back on the uh, the road. Yeah. So before that, I just wanted to take a minute. I've always been the type of person to, you guys know me, you try to put love and into the community and talk about fellowship and, you know, all the reasons why wargaming has been so important to me and why I think wargaming is so important just in general and creating the bonds of fellowship between us all. And I felt like for many years, that was like me depositing into a bank, right? As I'm going to put this love out there, I'm going to be the change you want to see in the world. You know, that sort of Gandhian idea of live your truth. And I felt like each episode or each time I was trying to mediate, you know, some, some drama in the community or try to pull people together was me being authentic to myself, but also trying to deposit that love into the universe so that it can be withdrawn by other people. And I'm going through a really hard time. And uh, a week or so ago, I put on Facebook a message. And I guess for, for me, it was filling out the withdrawal slip, Rob, of that, some of that, whatever that, if you can imagine love as a, as a corporeal or, or a solid thing of just asking for like a little withdrawal. And I was really uh, humbled and shocked and really loved by not only how many people responded to that message, but the amount of instant private messages I got. And I really tried to respond to every single one. And if I missed you, I apologize. But there, there, there was a lot. We have a, I think our community, Rob, has really grown. And I don't think I really realized how much our community has grown until this moment. Yeah, and I think, too, it's, it's, it's these kind of events where you see the depth. Yeah, and so, you know, um, my, uh, my wife and I have decided to separate. I'm trying to handle that in the best way I can by trying to move forward and be uh, uh, practice what I preach. You know, this is, I, I do, we talk about obstacles are a pathway to mastery, right, Rob? And this is the Darth Vader of obstacles in my life. I don't think I've ever faced an obstacle like this. So I feel I'm in this space now where I am trying to figure out how do I, you know, how do I navigate this? How do I... Um, how do I uh, pull out of this as much positivity as I can? And, you know, I just want to thank everyone. You know, uh, so many people have been there for me from, you know, people in Texas to all the way to people in New York. I don't want to name anyone in particular because I don't want to forget anyone and everyone's been there. But I've had conversations with people from 
like literally coast to coast. It's like Jeremy's in trouble. Like they're answering the bat signal. Yeah, exactly. I put like this broken heart because that's really what I have right now. And I'm sorry if I get emotional, but I have this broken heart. And anyway, all these people who who came to to be there for me and who who continue to be there for me, I just wanted to say from you know from the bottom of my heart, truly thank you. And I've decided that no matter what happens in my life, I have to stay true to who I am as a person. And this is who I am. So I just wanted to say th- thank you to all you guys. I, I, I love you. I, 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 and I really mean that. You, you guys have become our family. And, you know, there's a reason why Rob and I have never tried to monetize Countercharge. And we've never tried to turn it into a business. And why we pay for all this stuff out of pocket is because we truly view it as a public service and that we are one big community and one big family. And you guys have proven that to me over the last couple of weeks. And as Forrest, as Forrest Gump says, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> so uh, hobby-wise, Rob, what have you been up to? I've been struggling. I'm not going to lie. My OCD's kicking in and I haven't painted in a long time. So I'm trying to get back on the hobby horse and, and I've... Man, it's been a struggle. And and I think it's just a matter of me. I don't know about you, Jeremy, but I'm a perfectionist. So like anything I do, I want it to be the best. I did take a couple models. I've got a, a tyrant and a rhinosaur cav rider that I'm going to turn into a battle captain or did turn into a battle captain. And so I started on the rhinosaur cab, like playing with some colors. And, and uh, ironically, you know, I kind of fell back into the, the rut of using some of the colors I've used before. But, you know, it is what it is. Long story short, I put some base colors on, did some highlighting and I'm not 100 percent happy. But a lot of it's just that I'm out of out of practice. This is the first go. So these guys will probably have to be in the back right. Uh, what do you think, Rob, as a perfectionist? I, I'm always told Jeremy uh, and, and Jake Terapico used to tell me this all the time. And Britain is doing it with his firefight. But everyone is always like, you should just do a speed paint project in between projects. I just can't wrap my head around it. I try and, I, and I'll get through maybe one or two models of speed painting. Yeah. And then the next thing I know, I'm pushing. I'm back to like trying to paint each model to the utmost of my ability. Have you ever been able to wrap your head around like the speed project? I mean, in the past, I have done speed projects like i have a large warhammer orcs and goblin army that that you know um i I bought a big lot from a guy who already had some stuff painted and i just added to it significantly and uh that was all done with like base coats and and washes and stuff and it it was awesome it was fun but those models came to me kind of cheaply i didn't have to invest a lot of time in them to, to to assemble them you know with this salamander army you know the models aren't cheap and so I I, I kind of feel like I owe it to the models <laughs> to put my best foot forward. My best foot forward is not real great right now. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to, it's like, it's like writer's block. I'm just going to keep at it until I bust through it. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to spend a few hours a day, just keep trying different things. I'll get through it eventually. You know, I, I think the, the rider, I'm, I'm kind of happy the way no, he's not painted to the level I would like to see. But the color is good. The rhinosaur himself, that's a little bit trickier for me. It doesn't, I like the color, but the execution's really off. So I just got to keep playing with it, man. Yeah. It was funny. I was thinking about that this morning that, you know, why, why do I always go back to the halflings or the ogres? Well, I started the ogres in 2016 <laughs> and every year I've painted ogres. I don't have to think about how to paint the ogres. I know how to paint the ogres. You know, it's like. There's a certain base coat. A, you have a muscle memory for yeah. For it's like there's them. a base yeah. coat. There's yeah. a certain black purple wash that gets applied. 
boom, do the skin, do you know, and I have it down so it's a format. And I would say that the the ogres are painted to like a, a decent tabletop standard. And then the halfling, you know, th- those are a little bit more time consuming. But again, I have it down, you know, painting whites and teals and, and, and oranges. This is what I also realized. The salamanders require more dry brushing. <laughs> and I don't remember how to do it. Like, yeah. I haven't dry brushed an army in a very long time. But there's no real way to not dry brush this stuff. It's all heavily textured, which dry brush gets a bad rap. It can be used as part of your toolkit when you're painting a model to a high level. I think even great painters will still dry brush depending on what it the the model requires, right? I think with dry brushing, one is obviously the technique you use, right? There's different there's different kinds of dry brushing. There's overbrushing, there's yeah. lighter touches. But the other thing too is color choice is super super important. Like if you try to do like a a light color a lot of times you get like that chalky finish yes. from from dry brushing. So it, it's funny because the ogres and the the halfmen, there's no dry brush at all in the entire army. Now there is in the basing where they do the rocks, but that's rocks, right? Like ah, I'm like that's in the background. I'm not as not as critical, <laughs> right? But and so I'm I'm yeah. I've just gotta I just gotta keep plugging along. So are you on the um, transitioning to the make the makeup style dry brush? So I do have some. Yeah, I bought okay. the, actually the Army Painter versions of those. Yeah, like the Masterclass. Those are the ones I'm uh-huh. using right now, and I, yeah. I really like them. Now, interestingly enough, I have not used them on this project yet, and maybe that's what I'm missing. I try the traditional flat brushes like, you know, like a number 11, 4, 6, whatever. Yeah. So maybe. Try those brushes out. I think I've been using them a lot on my UD stuff, and yeah, I'm, so I'm pretty may, happy with Maybe them. that's what I'm missing. You know, and, and what's interesting is on the Rhinosaur itself, I'm using the Auburn color, which I've had lots of success with on a number of things from some of, some of my Legion stuff for like Thorian skin or, uh, or Mon Calamari skin, you know, just on the halflings on the, the, the fanatics, but that was all done with layering. Right. And, and, you know, blending. And it's like, Oh man, the dry brushing thing. Like, I don't know. It's, it, I haven't dry brushed in very long. It's, it's probably been four years since I've actually worked on a project where models were being dry brushed. Yeah, it's muscle memory. As you said, I just got to remember how to do it. And even for the parts that are being layered traditionally, like I haven't painted since that tail end of the the summer. So it's been a few months, right? Because I mean, for up to the Michigan GT, I was painting like every day to get these to get the army done. Like uh, I have a giant and a manticore. By the way, we've had this conversation before. And what does every base need? A handle. And so I put a handle on the manticore. But did I use the handle on Wednesday night? No, 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 I did not. No, and you grabbed the manticore and did it break? Yes, I grabbed it by the <laughs> wing and it snapped off. I was like, oh, man. Oh, I looked over and I was just like, oh, my gosh. I put a handle on it. Like, <laughs> use the freaking handle. Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, it was It was a little bit. It was a little rough. I was like, oh. I mean, luckily, it, it just... It's it's the you have that manticore right the one from Atlantis yeah uh, so, yeah so um, it just pulled out of yeah. its socket so I glued it back in and I think I'll probably be able to just go in with a little bit of paint and just kind of clean it up a little bit okay. where the paint chipped when it pulled out but on one hand I'm I'm trying to relearn things the other hand I'm a little concerned <laughs> that I'm not going to get this done in time but I'm gonna I'm gonna do everything I can to to really get on it you know I've got I've got all the models well most of the models assembled and cleaned and and I'm in the process of slowly priming them and stuff you know what what i think i want to do is sometimes when when they, when i get into this thing around like get into a block i'm just gonna take a step back and i'm gonna grab the tyrant model that i haven't started on and i'm, and I'm gonna try him mm-hmm. and maybe like a fresh approach he's large infantry so i've got a lot of experience with large infantry 
So maybe that's what I need, yeah. right, to start with. And so we're going to try that and see how I get on. And I'm reading this book by, I don't know if you've ever heard of him, uh, David Goggins. He is a, he was once like a 300 pound pest control guy and he became a Navy SEAL. And he had to go through Bud's training three times before he passed. And then he became a ultra athlete. So those are the people who don't just do a marathon. They run like 100 miles in a 24-hour period. And he has a book called You Can't Hurt Me. And it's all about building mental toughness and, and mental calluses and like unleashing your true potential. And he has this like 40% rule, which he talks about we only use like like – what you think is your maximum effort is 40%. So each day try to do like a little more. And I think that gets in us with hobby too, right? We convince ourselves, oh, I'm never going to finish this or whatever. But I think it's trying to have that mindset, right? Which is I'm going to try to push myself 5% more each day to like finish this project and like visualize it. He's a big, like me, he's a big visualizer where he like will visualize something being done visualize himself at at that thing so i know that's like good to try to you know visualize yourself at the event with the painted army and maybe that will help you manifest that project that sounds awesome i'm gonna have to try some of that stuff because like i was painting today and i'm just like i painted yesterday and i'm like i am a perfectionist and i and i and I, <laughs> I know i'm ocd so like i get to the point where like if it's not working like it kind of bums me out and I'm like, uh, it yeah, almost and you, and you de- demotivates me. Yeah. You just stop and go play with your GI Joes or something. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, and let me just tell you, uh, my, my wife uh, has given me no amounts of uh-huh. uh, the last couple of days. Cause every day there are GI Joes arriving. Yeah. So long story short, you know, the, the, the global pandemic has affected shipping. And so there, there have been GI Joes that were on pre-order for like over a year. Like within the last month, it just opened like floodgates. Yeah. Serpentor arrived, Dr. Mindbender, Yesterday, Sergeant Slaughter arrived with his own little action figure, which is totally hilarious. And you just got to tell your wife, I did not buy all these just recently. These you know, these were purchased long ago. The problem, though, is they all got paid for recently because oh, right? well, they're then, pre-orders, right? Yeah, so you don't pay, you don't pay until it – yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm a dead man. So. Yeah, you're a dead man basically. The, the crazy part is I was thinking about yesterday that I have a problem because like I have this large box, and those are my doubles. <laughs> Yesterday, I had to take my daughter out because she's going to a birthday party and she usually springs it on us last minute. And we're like, ah, I don't know what to do. So I said, look, we're going to go to Target. You're going to find something for Avery. Well, I got there and there was like the largest selection of G.I. Joe action figures I have seen. Like they had a big restock. They had the Target exclusive Python Patrol was there. And so they had the Viper and the Bat. Now, I already have multiples of each of these, Uh but I had to buy it. Well, you know what they say, Rob? You need one to keep in the box, one to open up and play with, and one just in case. So I bought one and as soon as my wife came home. And I said, oh, you should have seen all the G.I. Joes. She said, you did not buy another one, did you? (laughs) So, yeah. And you got to be like, my beautiful baby. I, you know. I love them, dude. Something about, you know, nostalgia, right? Oh, yeah. Going back to the Mm -hmm. 80s and stuff. Yeah. But how about you? I know under the circumstances, I'm sure painting has not been at the forefront. You know, I was making really good progress right up until this this. You know how sometimes at work you're voluntold for things? Yeah. That's how this came about because I, I was like, I was like voluntold for this. So uh, I would have been uh, like getting a lot of stuff done. One thing I did is I took all of my, uh, what I'm going to use for the mummies which is the Revenant kit that is the skeleton, plastic, body, uh, resin arms, a resin head, and a resin weapon. 
So I got, I'm going to need, I have in my list that I'm pretty sure on, it's two regiments and one troop. So that is 38 that I need for, for preferred model count. So I, I cut all 38 of them out, meaning off, I have on 38 bodies, I have 38 pairs of arms, I have 38 heads, and they're all in my travel. Uh, I have like a little travel box that I take with me so I can assemble models on the road. And it has like a... a little compartments for all the different components. It has my uh, uh, filers. It has my mold line remover, my knives, you know, all my stuff. And I was hoping to get some of that done when I went to Texas on Thanksgiving, but that didn't happen. So, but I have gotten three put together and primed. So for proof of concept, they look like perfect mummies. They, they uh, visually, they totally make sense. Uh, I use the the same the same sort of mask face I used on my mummy on foot. You know, the mummy on foot are the are the where you can either build the cursed high priest or the mummy on foot comes with two heads. One that's a little bit more mummy ask, but one that's like the alabaster mask. So I'm using that so to tie him in with the mummies. So I, I have them all taken apart and ready to assemble. I will say putting together hybrid kits, no matter what the material is, is not fun. It's not fun. It's terrible. Isn't yeah, whether whether it's hybrid plastic and metal, where whether it's hybrid plastic and resin, just not great. And these are all these are tough because it's one le- it's one arm, and then the other arm is attached to the weapon, and then you have to attach the weapon to the other arm. You know, it's one of those where you have to glue like three things all at once: the two arm sockets, and then the 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 other hand to the other arm. So it's kind of like a, I've been trying to use the gel, you know, the super glue gel, which gives you a little bit of instant tack. Yeah. Still a pain in the ass. And because they're resin, some of them are a little floppy and I've tried to use the hot water to straighten them out, but uh, they're not all perfect. So, I mean, that's my goal is I'm going to try to get those together. I'm going to be out of town some this month and I'm going to try to take them and, and get them together. And then I'm going to spend a couple of weeks in the in the Texas, probably around Christmas, and I'm going to bring some paints. Uh, when I was in uh, Texas for Thanksgiving, we went to the Reaper store in Denton, the game store right by the Reaper factory. Uh, and it was really cool. And one thing I bought there was you know, we've talked about it before at Adepticon. You can buy the case and fill it up. I bought just an Absolutely. empty case. So now I have a case when I want to bring paints with me. I'm not putting them in like a baggie. You know, they're they're mm-hmm. going in like the actual Reaper travel case. So I picked up that. I picked up a couple of extra paints for like the stuff that I'm using for my uh, stone basing and the stuff that I'm using for my, you know, the stuff that I've already gone through a pot or two. I just picked up two or three pots of those colors. I'm almost done with the monolith. He's pretty close. I put together the, I found my second of the old necrofinxes from a uh, Mark Zielinski sent me one. So that got assembled. The one that you sent me, thank you. I've got here now too. Good. I'm glad it arrived. I sent a package to, to, to our buddy down and down under and it's been like 14 days. It hasn't even left the country yet. <laughs> oh, crazy. So I've got my two Necrofinxes, which was a huge, that was as far as like model wise for the army, that was the big question mark because those are just so hard to find, but yet they fit the steel behemoth so well. I can't imagine using another model for that. So the only thing model wise that I need to get is that I am running scavengers. I need to pick up some scorch wings. 
So I'm gonna since I'm using the Phoenix as my bone dragon. If I I'm not bone dragon's not in my army right now, but if I ever use one, I'm gonna use the Phoenix. I've decided to use the Scorch Wings as my scavengers, and they'll just be like desert magical flame birds. So I I still need to pick up those. But as far as that, my horde of skeleton warriors is all assembled and primed. My three regiments of mummies is going. I I got my monolith on its way. I have Shobik. I haven't assembled him. So I have a lot of my basing, I'm you know done or or at least uh, conceptualized. I put together my I have one unit of enslaved guardians, so I put them together, the new larger size ones, and I really like those models. the The increase to their size really does make a huge difference in how cool they are. I think the upscale is great. It is the old ones. The old ones were too small. They were just flat out. They were just flat out too small. These guys feel like like big animated automatons and i i have before thanksgiving i had played the list one of the things i love in the new mantic companion is you can track your list history like your wins losses and draws and then also there's a notes section so after each game i'm i've been typing like i did well i i misdeployed this unit or this this configuration worked well or i played against this type of army and so far the list has done pretty well so I'm I'm happy with the list. The question is now, you know, with this curveball, how am I? Uh, because it's it, it's weird, Rob. It's I'm in this space where painting has always been my mental therapy, but I can't even quiet my mind enough right now to begin the process of painting. Like I can't. I I'm so I'm so all over the place. I can't even sit down for a second and, and start the painting process because I'm so mentally all over the place. So I'm hoping that that will at least calm down. I'm going to bring all my painting stuff with me when I go to Texas. So maybe I can get some hobby progress done then. And then, um, you know, and then maybe having to move in January. I don't know how that's going to throw a wrench in things. Either way, I will go to Adepticon. And if I have to take my Basileans to Adepticon, I don't think considering with what I'm dealing with in my life that that's unreasonable. You're welcome to take my ogres, right? If you want a mantic army. And I probably will do that just because I'm so sick of the Basileans. I'll borrow an army. Yeah. Or um, I'll do, I'll, I'll, I will figure out something. I also wanted to say thanks to everybody. You know, I posted kind of what I was looking for for basing and, and got some really great suggestions for 3D printed uh, SCLs. I bought a couple. Just go to Hobby Lobby, Rob, right? Well, the, the thing is that, you know, it, look. I'm talented enough to, to, to make it. I know that. Yeah. But I don't want to. Like, I, I'm trying. That's one of the areas I absolutely have to speed it up, right? I, I can't. It's all about project management. Why, why I'm happy to pay some, like, pay an expert to do something to help you. You know, uh, there's reasons why we have people who make things and why we have experts, you know, who, who do that sort of stuff. Take advantage of that. So I bought a couple of the files and, and I'm going to have Mike print them out for me. And I'm going to just kind of see aesthetically, you know, ultimately the ones that I really liked from the, some of the suggestions were ones that had like a, a Moroccan theme sort of like nothing was really exactly what I wanted. Uh-huh. That's not unexpected. You know, I'm trying yeah. to pull from a movie, but inspirationally, it, there was a couple that they were close. And, and, and paint will take you a long way. You know, once everything's painted, that often will, will cohesify things that maybe don't quite look totally cohesive. But once you go through that process, you know. And I'm also kind of trying to get myself in this mental frame that says, look, I'm going to paint 2,300 points and then I'll come back to it later. But like, I, I want to get 2,300 points done and I don't want to take three years to do it. Right. I, yeah. I, I've got three months to do it. 
it's kind of like a personal challenge for me. I've never painted an army that well, other than the ogres, but ogres are kind of deceivingly easier, right? Because they're all large infantry. Whereas I've got like a bunch of ceremonial guard and, and yeah. stuff like that. So a couple things though to our community that I still want need some help with. I'm thinking I want to do like a green armor, like like a like a metallic green armor. Ooh, interesting. And so so I'm thinking, well, so long story short, I'm kind of in like a a, a reddish orange, a bluish green. Question number one, does anybody know of any, I mean, I, I'm assuming scale 75 has something like this, but a, a colored green metallic paint, or does anybody have a recipe of how you paint something silver or gold and then, and then wash it to, to give it the green, the green tone. Picked up the scale 75 gold set and the scale 75 silver set. And they're now my favorite metallic paints. I have been playing with the black and s- there's like three colors, like thrash metal, black uh-huh. and steel. And they're great. They, they really are very yeah, good. Yeah, it's one of my favorite lines. Have you thought of looking maybe at like some doing some search uh, searches around the Dark Angels? That's a good point. Green armor. So yeah. I, I bet you just in knowing how, and looking how, how do I paint green armor? That's a like good point. Looking, there's probably tons more tutorials or, or articles because that's like a popular army. Because that's what I'm thinking of doing my Forge Fathers is – Dark Angels Green, and then my Forge Guard, who are the super buff Terminator guys, those would be like Deathwing. So those would be like Ivory. But I always think about that when I'm thinking about like a color is, is it somewhere in Warhammer only because there's so many more paint tutorials around Warhammer figures? You don't need to learn how to paint red on your model. You just need to know how to paint red. And then you can transfer that to whatever model you want to do. To be fair, I don't have a lot of extra time to be experimenting right so i kind of like if somebody can give me the yeah hey this this is the this is the te- yeah. whether it's dr faust or any you know yeah step one uh, i do this step two Mar- I do any this. of those great youtube step channels three you know. i do this and then just be yeah that's something i'm working on and i guess the other thing I, i'm looking for too is uh, i have done an army of the dead army for lord of the rings uh-huh. but i did it like as a speed army like really fast with uh, the gw it's called the hex wraith i can't remember i yeah. think that's what it's called I don't want to do fire because I already have like an orangish color, orangish brown or reddish brown in my army. I want to do like a green fire for all like your, 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 what would be fire. It's like magical energy or whatever. Yeah. yeah Phoenix, yeah. the scorch wings, all the, I want them to look different. Uh-huh. So again, if anybody has any great tutorials for painting ethereal fire, you know, and really now that I think about it because of the cartoon, you know, even if it was like the a bluish green, right. Instead of like a green, green, ethereal that'd be fine too if anybody's got any great tutorials for that when you do that sort of paint style you can go in and actually add hot you can make that look really good like you can make the ethereal paint it, but it's something that can be quicker so since you're looking for time it's something where you're going to get a finished product that looks pretty dope and that might be what i do i get it done yeah and then later on later on you can go back <laughs> i get and it, I, out, get it out, I get it i get it i get it yeah go back and the, add some more stuff which i don't i don't think i've ever actually done Typically, I like when I start something. When I put it down, it's done, right? Like I'm yeah. not going back to it. But you know, this is something new for me. I'm trying to paint an army. You know, I usually paint like a unit at a time, and like, and even a unit's like four or five models in a batch. You know, and every so you're couple keep days, conceiving this project instead of I am painting this whole army. So, what's the most efficient way I can do that? I'm trying. Yeah, yeah it's, it's hard. Probably, it's yeah, it's easy. hard because I'm like, I, I, I see the concessions that I have to make, which. You know, as long as I can get to 80% of the look, I don't, that's fine, right? Like, yeah. I don't, you know, I just want to look, I mean, at the end of the day, we're our own worst judges, right? Sure. And I mean, you're you're a, you're a great hobbyist, so 80% of you is still going to be pretty good, you know, as far as like a tournament standard, you know what I mean? So above tabletop standard would be 
what I'm targeting. So I think that's like your your zone, your target zone. That makes sense to me. I will say the kits, though, are, are fantastic. I have 12 rhinosaurs, so I guess that means I bought four boxes. And I was able to take th- that kit and take the on-foot battle captain from the army box, go back and do some chopping with my <laughs> with my saw. Yeah. And like take the top half of the battle captain and mount them on the bottom half of the, the rhinosaur rider legs and make like a battle. Ca- it's going to be cool. I'm excited about it. It's, you know, a battle captain, a legitimate battle captain riding on a rhinosaur. So that's pretty cool. And uh, I think I told you uh, I'm one of the, the tyrants. Basically, I, I repositioned his arm. I still have to do some green stuff work, but basically I repositioned his arm so that he has the it's the uh, salamander. Well, there's two. There's either it's either a scorch wing, um, a phoenix or a scorch wing. Uh, but for, for Armada, and it's like a small one, I've got it mounted on the arm like he's a bird handler, basically. But he's, a, in this case, a, <laughs> a phoenix handler. So I'm really excited about that as well. That should be pretty sweet. Oh, that's how, yeah, that sounds great. I mean, the whole theme of the project, which sometimes can be the hardest thing to do, is get a cool theme. And I just love your, like, Nile River, you know. I think that's such a unique, and your colors are sounding cool. So I think... The, you have a lot of the foundation. Now it's just the summoning the will of to put the time. Now it's just time. It's man hours. Yeah. It's coming to the end of the year. So that's always historically when, you know, adults have less time. Yeah. And are you taking any, do you take time off during the holidays or? I'll take like a week and I'll, we'll go up to Michigan. Oh, to see your parents. Mm-hmm. See my mom and, and my brother and, and family. So what we'll do though, is I'll definitely be reaching out to the mid Michigan crew to see if we can get some games in because oh, as we discovered at the Michigan GT, uh, there's a Kings War player that lives across the street from my mother who has a game room. That's that's a Bob's your uncle if I've ever if I've ever seen absolutely, one. absolutely. <laughs> so I'm I'm excited about that opportunity as well. So I guess we should probably just circle back and, and talk about Depticon. We are going to have Pat on soon. Probably it looks the like st- they're getting ready to solidify their their. They schedule. have sent it in, and and, okay. and I don't have the final schedule, but from what I understand, what I was told, it looks pretty much like what I thought it was going to look like. So things have been separated out where we'll be able to hit the stuff we wanted to hit. So, and uh, once, you know, we get Pat on, he'll be able to go over the the schedule. So nice. Yeah. I'm excited about that. How's your firefight stuff? I mean, that's okay. So I I took out the forge fathers and started to put them and, you know, okay, here was my experience putting, assembling my forge fathers. It was me sending pictures to Kyle Timberlake and being like, what is this? Where does this go? What, what, what is this attached to? Because I don't give a f. I'm doing. I'm, I'm taking the cheese ball. So I. I'm. I'm trying to make as many of the Molnir Mjolnir missile launcher dudes. So I started to put together that guy, and I was like, "Oh, Mantic!" And I'd already thrown away my box. So I looked. I was looking in the rule book, and they had all the pictures of the weapons except the missile launcher. So I don't know what the missile launcher looks like. So Kyle was helping me saying, okay, that's the visor. That's like the targeting visor that goes on the back of it. I like them better than the their regular troopers. I like much better than the Asterian marionettes as far as quality. They're chunky boys. They're chunky boys. And I still would love instruction manuals. But to be honest, I haven't really like... I started putting together one like the night before all this stuff went down. So I haven't gone to look to mm-hmm. see if there's guides on somewhere on how to assemble them, but I am good. I've, I've decided on a color scheme. I want to try to do sort of uh, that dark angels where all my regular guys are going to be green because that way I think that will be faster because I'll be able to, instead of having to come up with my own color scheme, I can just copy one that I know works because the dark angels color scheme looks amazing. 
So I'm, I think I'm going to go with all my regular guys are going to be the traditional Dark Angels, and then like my uh, the Forge Guard, which are the Terminator esque bigger guys. I'm going to do them that sort of Deathwing Ivory. So I just I'm just going to take that as my color guide and and rift and rift off that. You know, use that as I'll sample that as my beat beat for that army, and then um, I'm hoping then to just be able to get those done. Uh, once we know points wise what the firefight's going to be, I can solidify a list. And in my list, Rob, I'm just going to take as many big things as possible. So it's like, how how many iron ancestors can I fit? <laughs> one because they're fun, and two, it's one model that I have to paint. So I imagine my firefight, uh, my firefight army will be built both uh, for for skill, but also are both for effectiveness, but but built for speed you know, as, as what I can get done, but I, 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 I totally dig the models. So it's just assembling them without instructions has been kind of tough. I had built all of my GCPS, um, to the list that a thousand point list that Tyler pr- provided me. Yeah. And in addition, you know, I, I did, I needed a burst laser for the striders. Sure. And so I, pre- I, I had my store uh, order that along with monocycles because um, monocycles are fresh, dude. They yeah. may suck in the game, but they look cool as hell. Oh dude, you gotta have it. You gotta have them in your arm. So they came in this weekend. Uh, and for my birthday, my wife gave me a big gift card to the store, which was awesome. Uh-huh. Uh, big shout out to uh, Austin who didn't tell me when I came in, he, he was like the professional. He didn't say anything to me. He didn't spoil the present. Oh, so you didn't know until you went to go pay? So my wife gave it to me the next day. Like I was there on a Saturday. My our birthday was on a Sunday. And so I was in the store playing and stuff and hanging out. And uh, he's like, didn't say anything. And then the next time I see him, he says, Oh, I was dying to tell you. But my uh, boy, he wanted to give you the 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 That's why he's a professional. No one cannot wear a shirt like him. So he is he is the one the shirtless wonder. Yeah. <laughs> so I bought two burst lasers. I haven't opened them yet, but they, they feel pretty heavy. So I'm a little nervous because they're metal. And you know, I hate metal. Gotcha. And I believe the the burst laser is like the anti-infantry, right? It's where it's more dice. I heard it's like the basic the basic version, but like yeah, I that's think, not what it comes with. Yeah, I, I think the burst laser is designed more for I could be totally wrong, but I think it's the anti-infantry option for the, the strider. And so I got that in two monocycles, so I'm gonna I need to go put those together. And you know, I hadn't I had an idea. I have no idea if this is actually gonna work. But I thought, man, I, I, I tried to paint an elf army with contrast paint. Maybe I need oh, to I, a mantic elf army, right? Yeah. yeah. So I and and I, and I and and I did something stupid. I like based them all. Well, yeah. then you couldn't get to the models. <laughs> sure. You were using yellow, right? Yeah, yellow yeah. and blue yeah. and stuff. And it was cool. Yeah. Another one where I'm like, uh, we were talking about like a speed army, right? Yeah. But I was like, uh, but you know what? These are all individually based. Maybe I could prime them white and just figure out a really quick contrast color scheme. Uh-huh. You know, I, I I mentioned to my daughter, I'm like, hey, can we maybe paint this together? Uh-huh. Get that Crozier kid labor. Yeah, and I even said, like, how much <laughs> would you charge me per model? And- <laughs> you got to, oh, you want that? Okay, well, now that's going to take uh, 10 spearmen. I don't think I told you, but my daughter totally has the, uh, the action figure bug as well. Uh-huh. And she is all about the aliens figures and predator figures and gargoyle figures. And she's all over the place, dude. Like me, I'm like, it's GI Joe or nothing, but she's like, no, I want this. I want this. I'm like, well, that's well, she's the true collector. She's got to have, she's got to catch them all. Eclectic man. She's yeah. like Pokemon, man. Uh huh. So, it's got to get them all. Got to get them all. But yeah. So I, I'm wondering like, maybe I should just take a couple models and then prime them real quick and see if I can find like, cause I, I wanted to go with that aliens 
uh, marine look. So like yeah. grays and blacks, you know, mm-hmm. with the contrasting color of being yellow. Because I I do want to make one of the striders look like the 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 mech suit. Like get away from her. Yeah, like the the loader. Make it yeah. look like the loader. But you know, and that's another one though. Maybe I can just do the contrast colors uh-huh. to get them painted quickly. How good is Aliens? How good is oh. that movie? They're all great, especially Aliens. Man, that movie is so good. It's in the top five for me. It's yeah, it's wonderful. It's got to yeah. be up there, and the soundtrack is just incredible. It's just what a great movie. There's a podcast called The Great Creators with Guy Raz, who is also uh, an, an NPR host, maybe or something. But he does another podcast called uh, How I Built It, where he talks to entrepreneurs that built companies. Yeah, but The Great Creators band, he's gotten some guests that you just don't hear from, and and one of them is Sigourney Weaver, and she talks about how she she went through and became you know her acting career and stuff. And it's, she was a trailblazer. She was one of the first like female action or female who could carry a movie herself. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if if you ever want like a really good show put on while you're painting, man, the great creators with Guy Raz, it's on Apple. It's on all the, on the things. Do you have any new podcasts you've been listening to? No, I've just been listening. Like I said, check out, uh, David Goggins. Can't hurt me. This is like, uh, uh, my stepmom who I'm really close with is a big sort of like, uh, we, we always resonated on that growth mindset and she's a big like uh, meditates and really big into like uh, uh, motivation. How do you stay motivated? Self-help. Mm-hmm. Self-help. Exactly. So she really recommended I read this book. It's called Can't Hurt Me. And essentially it's his life story. But what's really interesting about the audio book is that the, it's him and, and the guy who helped uh, the ghostwriter, right? The guy who wrote the book. In between each chapter, they stop and they have a like a five or 10 minute podcast where they talk back and forth with each other about what happened in that chapter. And then you hear the guy who actually lived the life and he's such a character. You hear him talk about, oh yeah, that was really interesting. What I didn't say in the book was this extra part of the story. So it's half audiobook, half podcast, half podcast interview. So the structure of the podcast of the audiobook is really fascinating. And I feel like he's a real, like, no-nonsense, like, you know, if you're fat, look in the mirror and say, I'm a fat MFer and get your ass to the gym. So it's like, I'm doing that, but then I also have, like, my therapist who's more, like, lovey feeling. So I feel like it's the yin and yang of my self-care is that I have someone both supporting me emotionally and I'm trying to really, like, and in this book, after each chapter, he gives you, like, a task, like, do this. You know, and it's all about building mental toughness, all about he calls it callousing your mind so that no matter what happens to you, you know, you're going to be fine because you've proved it because you've pushed yourself in certain areas beyond all your limits. So essentially, there is nothing that can mess you up because you've already defeated it all. So and I feel like I, I need some of that in my life right now, of building that mental toughness, that that armoring of the mind, um, you know, I told you, but. I finally realized, you know, we've talked a lot on, on, about the show about physical health. And I finally realized that uh, much as kind of, I guess, an alcoholic or whatever, that I, I need help getting my physical health in order. So I've hired a, a, a personal trainer and nutritionist. So I've been working with him, which has been really great. So I'm trying to kind of picture this period in my mind of I'm getting reforged at the furnace, you know, and trying to uh, maintain my gooey center, but also build a little bit of fortitude, a little bit of mental fortitude. So I've been listening to this book uh, a lot. 
And I have a couple other sort of self-help type stuff that are on the list after I finish this one. So that's just sort of like I'm viewing December as my walkabout. I'm going to go visit Britain and San Diego. I'm going to go to Texas. I'm going to try to get over to your neck of the woods while I'm in Texas and just use this month find uh, to recenter myself, find out what what is my purpose? Like, what is my mission? Where do I want to go in my life? And try to stay connected to that and not be living in the mind of trying to figure what someone else is going to do. So that's sort of where I'm at. And I, the, the health thing has been really important because we've been talking about that a lot, Rob. And it's something that I finally realized you pay expert for things. Like I'm an expert in my field and that's why I get paid a really great wage. So what, why not pay an expert in the health and nutrition field to help me in that area? If I've got legal problems, I'm going to get a lawyer. Yeah, exactly. I was always like against hiring a personal trainer because I always felt, well, I'll just do it myself or I know just don't just don't eat crap or whatever. But this time I finally realized I'm going to uh, – and this guy is a Hall of Famer natural bodybuilder, so like no steroids. And he's going to do like my macros, my nutrition. He's going to help me with my workout routine. Like I can text him or email him during the day and he can, you know, be like, good job or, you know, help, help be my, it's almost like instead of a personal trainer, I'm imagining it like a coach, like I'm hiring a coach. So, and then that way I can focus on all these other areas of my life and I don't have to use any of my mental bandwidth on my health because he's telling me, Jeremy, on Monday for breakfast, you eat this. On Tuesday, you eat this. On Wednesday, you do this. And at this time, you do this exercise. Cue the, cue the swords. You do that for me. And I will, and I told him, I will do, I am ready. I, you know, when, when the student is ready, the master shall appear. So that is, I, I want to get my weight and my health finally for my life handled, not just in the short term, but really create li- lifelong change. So that's going to be something I'm going to be focusing on this month too, along with painting mummies. Hundred <laughs> percent, you know, and I'm right there with you. Last year was, or this year was one of those years where I had like deviated septum surgery. I have a CPAP machine now. So, and and the next step now is all right. I need to start losing some weight. I'm one of the twelve percent. There's twelve to thirteen percent of people who can't take CPAP for whatever reason. They can't acclimate, and I'm like that way. So me losing weight now is not just about. It's also I don't want to stroke out and die in my sleep. So it's now not just a vanity issue or a, a confidence issue, but it's a real true blue like health issue because I can't take the CPAP. So I need to get down or I can't take the CPAP at the air pressure that they say it needs to be right now. Mm-hmm. So maybe when I drop weight, if I'm still uh, because skinny people sometimes need it too. So if I drop weight and I still need CPAP, maybe it will be at a pressure that I can actually fall asleep with. I feel in many ways of my life, I'm in misery, in confusion, but it's also go time. So I'm trying to hold within myself and we've, and you've been there for me. We've been talking about this, holding both things of of realizing that you're emotionally and mentally effed up, but also making sure that each day you take steps forward. And, and that's sort of the space I'm in, which is like giving myself the slack to be a mess, but also be like, okay, what, what do I need to get done today? And I'm going to get that done. What else is on your uh, agenda? Other than that, you know, it's just going to be heading down to Britain's tomorrow. And then I'm going to be working from uh, and then heading to Texas. Last time I was in Texas, I got to spend some time with Jeff Swan, which was great. I think next time I'm there, I'm going to try to see Hank Googe and Jordan Lawrence and some of the other tabletop tabletop Titan guys. Uh, Yeah, that was super fun. I'm really going to try to make getting over to uh, Memphis happen, too, while I'm there. Mm hmm. 
So that was, you know, so, and I'm hoping when I'm in Texas, I see Mark Cox too, you know, I'm hoping to maybe just get some games in and just borrow some armies or, or try to play in person. That's not just in a tournament because that's right now. Whenever, whenever I play in person, it's just in tournaments. Mm-hmm. And I know Hank's been working out a bunch. So I think I might try to get a, like a, a month pass or a, 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 some sort of short-term membership at Hank's gym. If it's not too far from where my mom and stepdad are and maybe try to get in some workouts with him. Just do my best to be moving forward. I think um, moving wise, I think I'm going to move back in with my sister for a little bit. We lived together before uh, in the past. And that sort of makes sense of uh, living with family and financially, maybe I can save some money mm-hmm. and uh, sort of rebuild. Uh, but she's a big, uh, she does cosplay and is a big hobbyist. So it w- I think that could be, we always used to do hobby like at the same time. We would help motivate each other. You totally need to have her build you a costume so you can come to Adapticon as a cosplayer. Exactly. Um, trying to stay connected with what's positive, but also just realizing it's okay to be deeply wounded right now and that the only thing's gonna the only thing is gonna take time. And again, as we wrap up the show, just thank you to everyone who's messaged me. Thank you to everyone who who has been on the phone with me, and you all know who you are. I love hours of 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 you know supporting me and walking me through scenarios and giving me advice and being like so many people have been like dude come stay at my house we got your back and um it it really makes me feel like the vision that we have rob of what we wanted the counter charge community to be which was you know don't be a d and love each other that that's what we have Mm -hmm. and i feel like a i feel like some validation in that our mission and what we've tried to achieve with this show. And I think in general, what the Kings of War community is at its heart, which is a place of love and support and fellowship that's been made manifest for me during this whole process. So I think going through the new year, it's not going to be about making a resolution to have a positive community because we already have that. It's going to be, how do we in the new year, turn that up to 11? You know, how do we take that positivity in that community? How do we turn that up? To the next degree and show up at Adepticon and just like uh, the positive bu- uh, the, you know, page, the positive starship. So I'm ready for the page, Jeremy, captain of the positive starship. And let's like beam down at Adepticon with Mantic models and let's show everyone who walks into the Mantic room to watch the games just how much fun we have playing with each other when we play Mantic games. And I think that's going to be a, a good uh, a good mission for us for next year. And with that, remember to always keep counter charging. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on Counter Charge. Please let us know what you thought of the show by emailing us at counterchargepodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at countercharge15, or by commenting on the Countercharge Kings of War Podcast Facebook group. If you enjoy the show, you can help others find out about it by leaving positive reviews on iTunes. Until next time, keep countercharging. Music is a composition of Kevin McLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons. 